Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Starting the next Vimer today, <coughs> I just finished Az Yashir, which started on page Tzadik, and now we're on Tzadik Ches 98. Mimer starts Zohar Seyma Shabbos, but however, this Mimer is only a kitzer, a concise version of another Mimer from the Rebbe Marash and Tafresh Membeis, but like it says in the title over here, that it's Rishume Devarim Derech just a notes of this Mimer in a concise form, and in the table of contents, the Mafteach, it says that this mimer is all based on the Reb Marash's mimer, the same, the same title, and that in Tafish Membeis. And if you look at the mimer, the beginning of it is, it's understandable, but it gets more and more just little notes and very hard to understand. It's just really just notes on that mimer from the Reb Marash. So we're going to start the next mimer, Kuf Aleph, page hundred one. Um, which is the next real mimer of this hemshich of this um, sefer? So, besat the shmaya with the help of a heaven, with the help of Hashem, Shabbos parsha mishpatim, the Shabbos parsha mishpatim, Tafri Samaches fifty six sixty eight, vayudah so the keis so v'sachas ragu v'maisu l'vnesetzaber gets mishraim l'toyer. This verse is talking about the preparation to the giving of the Torah, and um, when when the when the Jewish people are about to receive the Torah. There were, um, there were Moshe and Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, and the seventy elders, all went up to. They went part way up the mountain, and to prostrate themselves to bow down, from afar. That's what Hashem told them to do. But then, obviously, Moshe was going to go up all the way. So the verse says that they had a vision of the God of Israel, and beneath his feet. There was a likeness of a brick of sapphire, an appearance like the clear, the, the clearness of the heavens. And the explanation of the verse is that after Moshe entered the thick cloud surrounding the mountaintop, Nadav and Avihu and the elders attempted to follow him with their sight, which they did not have permission to do to, to look so you know to look so to say at the vision of the Shechina, and they had thus a vision of the God of Israel. They saw figuratively that beneath God's feet there was like the likeness of a brick of sapphire which had been in front of him during the people's slavery as brick makers, signifying his awareness of their suffering. This is all from the explanation of Rashi. While around him was an appearance of the clearness of the cloud, the cloudless heavens, for when the people were redeemed from slavery, that's when God rejoiced. That's signifying his rejoicing. Yet God did not raise his hand against the nobles of, of the Israelites to punish them, even though they were liable for the death penalty because they gazed upon the divine vision self-indulgently as disrespectfully as if they were doing so while they ate and drank. Not to, not to um, get in the way of, so to say, of the, the happiness of the giving of the Torah, he did not punish them until later. The punishment of Nadav and view came later and the punishment of, this, of this, the elders also later. So that is the simple explanation of this verse.
have to understand what it says the, the God of Israel specifically why does it say not what doesn't just say the, um, they saw Hashem why does he have to say point out it was the God of Israel and what and also what's this idea what it express when it says like the work of the sapir uh, which is the brick of sapphire and and like the appearance of the clearness of the heavens, um, both of these ideas are are the idea of clearness, so and bright shining. So why do we have to say it? two different expressions, which which seemingly bring about the same point that there was some bright brightness and clearness? What are the and what also what are these two ideas? What do they mean spiritually? So in the Gemara in Chulin on page eighty-nine on the first side, So it says in the in the Gemara. Just to quote the Gemara, if so much as a thread or a shoe strap. Which is when the king of Stoim proposed that Avram keep all the possessions of Stoim that he had rescued in battle. Avram refused to accept even as much as a thread or, or a, sh- a shoe strap in order to avoid benefiting from th- from theft. Avram said his reason for declining to keep the valuables he had rescued so that you, the king of Stoim, do not say, I made Avram rich. Rashi's explanation that Avram's reason was to avoid benefit from the theft is clarified below. So, Later in the Gemara, this is from Rashi, and so the Gemara is talking about <clears throat> over here teachings concerning the suitability of earth and ashes for certain mitzvahs. Rav said that the beginning of because he said, "I am just earth and ashes." His children merited the two mitzvahs, the ashes of the Parah Duma and the earth of the Saita. Which would be used to um, the woman that was in suspicion of adultery. If her husband warned her not to seclude herself with a certain man, and she did. Then her husband bring her to the temple to drink the bitter waters. These waters had earth from the ground of the temple mixed in them. And then it's the Gemara wonders why didn't we also consider the earth used for covering the blood for slaughtering the a chaya or a bird. Why does it only say Avram's? Why doesn't it say that Avram's children merited a mitzvah, merited something because of that mitzvah? And it says there, in that mitzvah, there is indeed a fulfillment of a mitzvah, but there is no worldly benefit from the mitzvah. Therefore, Rav mentions mitzvahs that provide immediate benefit in this world. Um, so, the, it would be permitted to slaughter a chai or a bird and eat their meat even if the Torah had not given the mitzvah of covering the blood. So hence, this mitzvah cannot be considered a reward in this world for Avram's statement. For Avram's statement. The ashes of the Paraduma, however, provide the benefit of purification from the corpse Tuma, for it. Um, for if not for this mitzvah, there, those contaminated could never be purified and could never again enter the temple. And also the Saita provides benefit by restoring harmony in the Jewish marriages. So then the Gemara continues, a similar expression, a similar idea from the same Amir of Rava. He said that in the, as a reward for for our father of Rams, having said 
um, if so much as a thread or a shoe strap, Zachuban of the Shtei Mitzvahs, his descendants merited two Mitzvahs, Luchut Shal the thread of Tchilis, and Ritzuot Shal Tfilm, and the strap of the Tfilm. The Torah says that some of the threads in the tzitzis have to be dyed by a special blue dye known as Tchilis, and the Tfilm are bound to the body by means of the leather, leather straps. So the reason for the mitzvahs of tzitzis and tefillin says are stated in the Torah. Tzitzis are warned that we should remember all the mitzvahs. Tefillin are warned that we should remember the redemption from Egypt. However, the requirements of using tchelis thread in the tzitzis and the leather straps of the tefillin were added in the merit of a rum statement. So that is the idea here. Even though these mitzvahs are obviously the reasons for them or Satan, the Torah, but these ideas, the special nuances of these mitzvahs, the leather straps or the, the blue dye, that is different. That, those are because of, of Ram's um, saying this idea of not, he didn't want to take benefit of a thread or a shoe strap, which those two ideas, the thread and the shoe strap, hint to these two mitzvahs. So, the Mimer continues. And so it makes sense. It's understandable that if Ram benefited through the strap of the tefillin, for it's written, all the nations of the world will see that the name of Hashem is called upon you, and they will be in awe of you. So, Vitanya Rabbi Lezer Agodleimer, and it was taught in the Brayso Rabbi Lezer the Great says, "Elot Tefillin Shabrais." These awe-inspiring objects are the Tefillin that are worn on the head. So that is Elot Tefillin Shabrais. Peter Shashi, and in the Maimer it says Rashi explains, "Ve'ika Hanav Eschar Dechsiva Yudami Meka." There is. A, there is here in this um, in this mitzvah of the tefillin there is a hanah uschar there is a uh, the tefillin worn on the head are a sign for all for all who see them that the name of Hashem is proclaimed over Israel for a Jew who dons tefillin causes the divine presence to rest upon him so this inspires fear in the hearts of the Israel's enemies so the tefillin worn on the hand however are not seen by all that's why it says, by the tone of the hand, it shall be for a sign for you on your hand. And the Gemara says that for you it's a sign, not for others. That is, the hands fill and are worn on the upper arm near the heart where nobody else sees them. And so at any rate, the tefillin are a benefit to Israel in this world because their enemies are thereby frightened of them. So we see that there is a hana even in this world. And the continues, However, the strand of Tchilis and the Tzitzis, my he, is a no schar yesh. What so? What is the what is the benefit that we have in this world, and what is the reward that we have through this mitzvah? Tanya Rab Meir Eimer Manishtana Tchilis Mikolat Zivinim. What is the difference between this color Tchilis and all the other colors? The Tchilis Deim Aliyam, because and the Gemara says. Um, so, what distinguishes Tchilis from all other dyes and causes it to be selected for the color of the Tzitzis? Um, tzitzis are intended as a reminder of God's mitzvahs. Of all things, why did he select tchelis for dyeing them? Because the color of the tchelis is similar to that of the sea. Tchelis dye is produced from the chilozin, a creature that ascends onto land once every seven year, 70, 70 years. The color of the dye is similar to that of the sea. And the color of the sea is similar to the sky. And the color of the sky is similar to the sapphire stone. That's hinting to our verse over here. Rabmeir could not simply have said that the color of Tchilis is similar to that of sapphire stone because they are not totally similar. Rather, the blue Tchilis is similar to the blue of the sea, which in turn is similar to the sky, which in turn is similar to the sapphire. Um, that's just a commentary from Rashi on Saita. 
And the sapphire stone is similar to that of the throne of glory. For it stated, and they saw the God of Israel, and under his feet was the sapphire brickwork, and like the essence of the heavens in purity. So this verse indicates that there is a similarity between the heavens and the sapphire. So the verse means that under his feet was something like a sapphire brickwork, which is like the essence of the heavens. Thus we see that the heavens are similar to the sapphire. And it is written like the appearance of the sapphire stone in the likeness of a throne. Um, so thus sapphire bears a resemblance to Hashem's throne of glory. It follows that when, Hash- when Hashem gazes upon his throne of glory, he is reminded of the Jews performing of the mitzvahs of tzitzis. This is the, a sublime benefit indeed, since the mitzvah of tzitzis is equivalent to all other mitzvahs in the Torah combined. So that is from Rashi and Menachis. That is the whole Gemara. So Rashi, and so the Mimer says, When Hashem gazes upon His throne of glory, He remembers the mitzvah of Tzitzis, which is equal to all the mitzvahs combined. Okay, so we finish that Gemara in the Mimer. So the conclusion is, the So this sapphire stone refers to the throne of glory. And below in this world, the expression of that in the physical world is the mitzvah of tzitzis. Like we just connected all these things to them. Um, so we have to understand what is the connection of the mitzvah of tzitzis to this uh, sapphire stone and to the throne of glory. And the Marashah writes in his work, the Chidushi Agodis, she explains the different Agadic teachings in the Gemara. That when it says this statement in the Gemara that the sea is compared to the the sky and the sky to the throne of glory, the Shem's throne, that is a connection. He's making a connection between all the three um, spiritual worlds. The sea refers to the lowest world. And the the um, which is the the sea, which is compared to the heavens, the firmament that is referring to the the firmament referring to the middle world, so to say, the next highest world from the lowest world. And this middle world of the firmament is compared to the in the world of the angels, which is the throne of glory. So to explain this this uh, commentary of the Marasha in a deeper way in the Hasidic explanation, the that's referring to the three worlds of the three created worlds of Briya Yitzira Asiya. When, it, when the Marasha writes the world of the angels, that his intent is to refer to the highest world of these three worlds, the Elam Abriya, the world of creation, the first created world from which is below Atzilus. And being that in that world of the world of Briya and the world of the angels, there are the four uh, holy angels. Holy angels, the animals of the of the divine chariot, which Cheskel saw in his vision, the face of the lion from the right side of the chariot, the face of the ox from the left side. That's the idea of the angels, the the group of angels of Michal, which is the angels which are which are connected to the to the right side, which is the side of Chesed, kindness, and Gavriel, which is the from the left side of Vruta, severity. That's why he calls that world the world of the angels, because in that in the world of Bria there are that's where the divine chariot is, where which has the four different animals of the chariot, which refer to the four different groups of angels, um, 
and the different categories of angels which are connected to the different midos, chesed, gvura, tiferes, and so on. So, that is the idea of these three worlds and why the highest world, the highest world uh, is is the world of the angels, which is the Bria, which is the world of Bria, which we know in the Bria is this Jemayin chariot, which has the angels. Amnam, Yeshlam, or however, we can also explain the Yam Hu Elumatachtim, that the the sea is the, the lowest world, Elumasia Gashmis, which is the physical world that which, which we live in, and not like the spiritual aspect of our world. Because even Briatsirasia, uh, they Briatsirasia, these are spiritual worlds. And even Asia is, there's also the spiritual aspect of godly energy which enlivens our world. And that is also called Asiya. But then there's the Asiya Gashmi, it's the physical side of our world, which is actually the physical world which we live in, which we see. So we can say that Yam, that the sea is also referred to the lowest world, meaning in the Ilam Asiya Gashmi, it's the physical, the physical aspect of this world that we live in, Asiya. Deima Larakia, which is compared to the heavens, the firmament, Ilam Asiya Haruchnius, which refers to the spiritual aspect of our of our lowest world. Shu Ilam Agagalim, which refers to the Ilam Agagalim, the world of the planets. Um, and this the heavens are compared to like this. Like the Gemara says the heavens are compared to the sapphire stone and that is referring to the sapphire stone refers to the world of Yitzira which usually actually is compared is considered the the world of the angels there's also angels in the world of Bria and the higher uh, next higher world from that but usually the angels are which is the more connected to the Midas the motive attributes are connected to the world of Yitzira, which is the world of emotions, whereas Bria is more the world of intellect, um, where Hashem's um, intellectual faculties are revealed in. So, there's a different explanation of these three levels, of the Yam, Rekia, and Abin Sapir, the, the sea being the world, the physical world, the, the, the uh, heavens, referring to the spiritual aspect of our, of our physical world, and the uh, Sapphire Stone, referring to the Elam Yitzira, which is the world of the angels. Because regarding the angels, it's written, and his, it says that in his body was like Tarshish. What is Tarshish? It is a type of stone which its color, the way, the way its appearance is the appearance of Tchelis, of this blue dye, which was on the Titsis, which we've been speaking about. The titsis remind you of the sea. The sea reminds you of the heavens, etc. So, in the, about the about the angels, it says that the, the the body or the appearance of the angels is like this stone, which is the bluish um, color of the tchelis. Like the Rebbeinu Chabbachai writes about the stones which are on the Avni Achishim, which are on the Achishim, the breastplate of the King Godel, which had the twelve stones compared to the twelve twelve tribes, each stone a different color. So Tarshish, he explains over there, is this color of Tchelis. And it says that these that when it says in the the verse that it refers to Tarshishim in the plural these, which is this stone, which is the color of blue. But in the plural sense, that refers to the from the ten groups of angels which are in the world of Yitzira. They are from one of those ten groups of angels which exist in the world of Yitzira. So now we're seeing that why the sapphire stone, which is the color of we said, which is the color of this tchelis of this blue dye, are referring to the world of Yitzira. Because in the world of Yitzira, we know that there are these angels called the Tarshishim, which is the same blue color of the tchelis, and they are from the ten groups of angels which are in the world of Yitzira. 
See what it says there in Emek Amalech about in the gateway in the chapter about the world of Yitzhak. Now, going to the next level up. We already explained the, the sea is compared to the heavens. The heavens is compared to the sapphire stone. The sapphire stone is compared to the Kisei HaKavit, to Hashem's throne of glory behind Elam Abriah that refers to the world of Bria. Which, according to the second second explanation, we're saying here that the that the sapphire stone is referring to the angels in the world of Yitzira. So, Evan Sapir, um, the Kisiyakavi, the throne of glory, that refers to the Elam Abriya, the Shenikra Elam Akisi, which is usually called in the books of Kabbalah the world of the throne. Visham Dal Chayes and Asis Akisi. In that in that world, there's the four uh, angels of the on the divine chariot that are carrying the Hashem's um, throne of glory. So the, there is the angels out there in the world of Yitzira, which are a lower level of angels, which are more related to the emotive attributes. And then in the world of Bria, there's the angels which are more connected to the intellectual faculties, the godly intellectual faculties. And that is where these four angels of the chariot of Yechezkel are carrying the, the throne of Hashem's throne, throne of glory. Now, what is this kind of whole connection to the mitzvah of tzitzis? Because we said that the blue dye of tchilis on the tzitzis reminds you of the sea, which reminds you of this, which reminds you of that, all the way going up to the throne of glory. So what's the connection of the mitzvah of tzitzis, of wearing these strands on the four corner garments? What is that connection to, to all these aforementioned different things? <clears throat> um, it says in the work of Kabbalah called Me'ir um, the four strands of the tzitzis, which on the four the four corners of the garment, hint to allude to the four chayes the angels of the divine chariot of which carry the Hashem's throne of glory. So, therefore, we see that these four tzitzis have a deep connection to the. Um, the tzitzis are hinting all the way back to the Kisya Kavit, to Hashem's throne of glory. And how? Because in, the, in the Hashem's throne of glory is referring to the world of Bria, which the four angels of the chariot are there, and the four strands the hanging, hanging from the four corners of the garment hint to those four angels of that world, which carry the throne. Vehine. <coughs> Behold, Talis, who priested the Malka, Bechinas Levush Malchus. So now explaining more about this tzitzis. The Talis, which is the garment from which the four, th- four um, tzitzis are hanging from, the talis, who priest of the Malka, is called the covering of the king. Uh, in Kabbalah, the talis is called the priest of the Malka, the covering of the king, which is the levush Malchus, the, the garment of Malchus, the garment of the Shem's kingship. The, 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 the lowest sphere of, the, the of every world is the sphere of Malchus, which is also considered like a garment, which covers over the energy, the divine energy from the higher spheres and allows that energy to go down and to be diminished and to be more contracted and to go down to the lower world. So this talus is hinting to this covering, this garment of Malchus. Like it says in the verse, Hashem is king and he has garbed himself, he has garbed himself in grandeur. So this is also a hinting to the Melech, the idea of Malchus connected to this idea of lovish, levush, a garment. That the Sphira of Malchus, the lowest of the ten spheres, is Hashem's garment. And that is the idea which is expressed in the verse. It says, That the she, literally she, is going amongst the chayes, amongst these 
um, angels of the divine chariot of Yecheskel. The Hayin of Yecheskel, what, what it means when it says he, which is the she, refers to the level of Malchus, is going amongst these angels of the world of Bria. So what does that mean? That the Chayas over here in this verse, that, that Malchus is going, is going amongst these Chayas, that's referring to the angels of the divine chariot of Yecheskel, Shalzeh, Reimzim, Adal, which that is what the four titsis, the four strands of the titsis allude to. And when it says he, she is going amongst those four angels, that is the level of Malchus. Misalechas bin Chayas is going amongst those angels. So Malchus is amongst those angels, which we said that what is the Malchus? Malchus is the actual garment of the titsis, which holds those four strands. And that garment is amongst the four Chayas, the four angels. Therefore, it's exactly like the titsis that the garment is um, in between, so to say. It's holding up those four strands of the tzitzis. So Malchus is going amongst those four chayas of the world of Bria, which this is referring to Malchus of Atzilus, which is right above the angels of the world of, of uh, Bria. And hinting to the garment of the tzitzis, which is Malchus of Atzilus, and the strands going out from that garment are the angels of the world of Bria. And similar to that is what it says in the verse, and it's hinted to in this verse, about the special tub that uh, Shleimah Melech built, King Solomon built in the second base of Mikdash, that was a um, huge um, like pool of water that was in the base of Mikdash, held up by Shnei Maser Bakr, by 12 uh, by twelve cattle, and this sea of water, this tub of water, was standing upon these 12 um, these 12 oxen um, above them so this is the idea of the 12 oxen refers to the 12 cattle refer to the 4 groups of the, the 4 camps of the Shechina um, which is 3, 6, 9, 12 each group being th- made up of 3 different uh, 3 different um so each of these four groups splitting up more and specifically into three, Dalad Chayes and Merkava, which refers to these four these four camps of the Shechina, refer to the four angels of the divine chariot, Shleisha Ponim Tzofainav Shleisha Ponim Negba, and each one, one of these four, um, these, each one of these four angels of the chariot, as it says in the verse, Shleisha Ponim, they're split up into three, which three times four is twelve, Shleisha Ponim Tzofainav, three of them of these angels are. Are three of these faces? These angels are pointing to the north. Negba, and three to the south. Gavriel, which refer to the camp of Gavriel, which is the camp of Gavriel, the angels of the of Gavriel, which is connected to Gavuda, which those are the ones that are pointing to the north. Which north is always connected to north is always connected to the is always connected to the Gavuda and Machne Michal is the angels of Chesed always connected to the south, which is which is uh, Chesed. And the pool which is standing upon them, that is referring to Malchus of Atzilus. And so this is the same idea we just said here. The same idea what we said, that he, that she, that which is Malchus of Atzilus, is going amongst the Chais, amongst the angels of the world of Bria, which are lower than Malchus of Atzilus. So, so actually, north is not north. When your person is facing east, which is the front, always called the front, Kedma. When uh, north is the left side, which is Gavuda, which is referring to the angels of Gavriel, and 
south is always chesed, because that is to the right of east, which is referring to the angels of Michal. So this idea of the talis, and then the four strands from the talis is the levush malchus, is the garment of malchus, and the three, four strands hanging from it are the four angels of the world of Bria, and similar to the twelve, the twelve cattle, and above them was this sea, which is referring to the sea of malchus, just like the sea covers on that, which is in, inside of it, so too malchus covers over the divine energy, which is which is drawn down into it from the higher spheres, and conceals that energy, so it should be able to go down to the lower worlds, and these and this malchus, this pool, was standing upon the twelve, uh, the twelve cattle, which refer to the four camps of the Shechina, which is the four angels of the chariot of Yecheskel, which more specifically divide up each each angel of each one of these four camps into three. Now, going on from there, v'ahefesh beinayim shazeb b'derech l'mayla v'zeb b'derech l'mayla, and the difference between them is that this one is in a way of above to below, and this one is in a way of below to above. So the, the difference between these two, um, these two verses, which express this idea of Malchus being above the angels, the four campions of angels, which are below this Malchus, one is that she is going amongst the angels, and the other one is the, the tub of water, which is standing upon these 12 cattle, they both express the same idea of Malchus of Atzilus and how it's connected to the angels of the world of Bria. But the difference between these two verses, more specifically, is that one of these verses in a, is in a way of above to below, and one of the verses is in a way of below to above. Dehine, for behold, the Yudua, I can explain that now. Yudua, Sheyesh, Beis, Minehilach. There's two types of going. Like it says in the verse, it's hinted to Halichis Elam Loi. The ways, the goings of the of the world are him, are to him. So there's two ways that you can go to him to connect to Hashem. Two ways you can travel, so to say, to Hashem. And that's why it says halichois in the plural sense, goings. Hahiluch mamailumata, there's one way of connecting to godliness, which is from below, above to below, the godliness being pulled down from above and going and illuminating and coming down to the person. Or that the creations are uplifting themselves and refining themselves and going up to connect to their creator. Those are the two, two different ways of going up to him, to Hashem. What it says that the the pool, that the sea, this tub of of water, this pool of water, was standing above them upon these these twelve cattle, which are referring to the angels of the world of Bria. That was referring to the way of going to connecting to Hashem from Malmata the Mila, from below to above. The Bchinas Malchus, who Bchinas Rim was Hisnasus, Bchinas Aliyah Vistalkus the Mila. That the level, this refers to how the level of Malchus is in a way of Remus Visnasus, of exaltedness and being uplifted in a state of Aliyah, of ascent and being removed and being going up, connecting back to its source, to connect back to Hashem. So, Ayam Emir Aleyhem this sea is standing above them from above. Aleyhem Mamaila seems to imply this idea that it's standing above them. Milmaila um, and another idea, which is this word, which means from above, hinting to the idea of halicha, the going from above, from below to above. So this is hinting, hinting to Malchus, this this sea which is above the angels, Milmaila going up in a state of exalted in an exalted state and a ascent above. And when the Malchus of Atzilus is in a state of rotzi, a state of yearning and ascent. To go above to 
ascend above its own regular level and to become totally included within divinity. When Malchus is in that state, then Then also the four campions of angels of the world of Bria also experience the same yearning and the same ascent to go up and to become subsumed and absorbed in divinity. And like it says in the Zer, the Kad Iu Salka, and when she when he goes up, referring to Malchus, when Malchus is in a state of ascent, Kuhu Salkin Basra, then all of them, referring to the angels of Bria, also go up in a state of ascent after her, after Malchus. So when Malchus is in this state of ascent, and Malchus has this deep connection to the angels which are directly below Malchus, so these angels also feel that ascent, that yearning that Malchus is going through. And these angels get their divine get their energy directly from Malchus. So when Malchus is in that state of ascent, then also automatically these angels experience the same ascent. Even though in Kudetera in Parshas in Parshas Bolok, in the in the Mimer, which is in, in the explanation of the Mimer, which is entitled Mimona of Yaakov, Mavur, it's explained over there. Through the exaltedness and the uplifting of Malchus, when Malchus is in a state of ascent, which is hinted to the verse that the sea is standing above them, meaning it's in a way of ascent, it's in a way of going above, it's yearning, it's ascending. That's actually, it says in that mimer that that's how there is created the separate identities of the creations. That when Malchus is in a state of ascent, when it's in a state of going up, going up in ascending back to its divine source, then that allows for the room for creating um, creations which feel their own separate identities. Whereas when Malchus is more in a, in a state of going down and enlivening creation, then there's no room for a feeling of separateness. That all the creations feel their divine energy coming directly from Malchus and they don't feel their own identities. So this is seemingly the opposite. We just said that when Malchus is in a state of ascent, that is what makes the creations below it also feel a yearning in it to go up. But here in this mimer, it says, in a different mimer, it says, no, that when Malchus is in a state of ascent, that is what creates, causes the creation to go down, to become, to feel their own identities, to feel their own separateness. So the answer we have to say is that that comes about through the drawing down of the remus, that the drawing down of that feeling of exaltedness. When there's a, when there's the idea, when Hashem is, so to say, becoming exalted over the creations, meaning the creations are feeling that he's exalted over them. Even though that he's in a state of exaltedness and upliftedness, nevertheless, he is in a state of, of, of exaltedness upon the creations. There's a connection to the creations in this state of exaltedness. In the fact that he is becoming exalted over them. Not just exalted in, in his own essential state, but exalted over the creations. And through that, then it brings about the, the feeling of separateness, the feeling of their own identity of the creations. So there is a state where Hashem is just in a, his malchus, is just an exalted state, removing from, removing from creation. That is what causes that the creations, that the, the angels also feel that, feel that same yearning that malchus feels. But then when malchus is in a different state where it is um, meaning it's a drawing down of that feeling of the exalted state of Malchus not not just the essential 
uplifting of Malchus. That uplifting of Malchus without any cre- connection to the creations below it causes the yearning of the angels. But when Hashem draws down that the creation should also be able to feel that exalted, uplifted state of Malchus, that is when he's still relating to the creations and even though he's in a state of being uplifted back to divinity, nevertheless, being that he's connecting, he's relating to creations, that brings about that the creations should feel their own their own identity. That's a how how Malchus is relating to the creations and not how it's just totally becoming exalted, which would also make the creations feel that I also want to get in touch with that same exalted state of Malchus. Here it's the Malchus, how it's drawing down to the creations, allowing them to feel that exalted state, which which actually brings about that they should um, feel their own separate identity. Starting on the next page, it brings an example of this in a, a physical analogy. Just like, for example, in a kingship down here in the physical world, which is the whole idea of kingship is the king is being exalted, uplifted above the nation. That exalted state of the king itself is how he connects to this the nation. Through the fact that he exalts himself over the nation. If it wasn't for that fact that he exalted himself, he made himself above the nation. The whole idea of kingship would be totally voided. There wouldn't be an idea of kingship if it wasn't for the fact that he was exalting himself, uplifting himself over the nation. A king, in its very essence, the definition of the king is that he is above the nation. He is uplifted above the nation. The fact, the very fact that he is exalted and uplifts himself over the nation, that is how he becomes the king over them. And that is how the sustain the sustaining of their existence of the nation um, is sustained. That is how the nation is able to be a nation and they're able to act in the proper way. It's only through the king being exalted, being uplifted above them. If the king would be his whole, if his whole definition of the king would be have a deep connection to the nation, just like a father and a son, there wouldn't be the nation wouldn't be able to exist. It would be each each person would just swallow up each other. There would not be any order. There has to be this king which is exalted above the nation, which feel which everyone so to say has a fear and awe of that king, and therefore his edicts take effect. People people listen to him, and the nation therefore all all the people uh, they follow his laws, and there is order in the kingdom. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the fact that the king was exalted above the nation. There would be no order. The whole idea of a king and a nation wouldn't exist. The nation also wouldn't exist. It would be every. There would be. Everyone would swallow each other up. It would be. There would be no order. There would be no peace. The whole thing would fall apart. So therefore, we see that the whole idea of a king and a nation. The whole idea of a king is the fact that he exalts himself over his nation, and there would be no kingship if it wasn't for that. So too, the kingship, the fact that we exist as a separate nation, separate creations. And we feel our own identity is because we feel that Hashem is exalted over us, that He is a king over us. And that is one way that the Malchus relates to us. That's how Malchus is relating to us. But then there's the state where Malchus is totally exalted and not relating to creations at all. And that brings about the feeling that the angels feel this same, they feel that ascent of Malchus and they want to also experience that divine state which Malchus is in. That's when Malchus totally doesn't relate to creations. And it just is in a state of ascent going back to the essence of the divine. We'll stop there. Four lines on the top of page. Kuf Gimel 103. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. 
Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelbet.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.